Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. <laughs> just like that. Uh, welcome, everybody. Episode 191, Gail and Trombley Show. Uh, we got a returning guest on today. Again, I, I like to preface this, so if you're anybody um, that doesn't like golf, too bad, but this will be another golf podcast. Uh, we're doing a little, if I can swing it this year, no pun intended, uh, we're going to try to do like a, a preview of each major golf tournament, which there's four in a row basically per month or in a subsequent four months. Um, so we'll be having a lot of golf podcasts and possibly like maybe like a right, well, it's President's Cup this year. President's Cup. Well, like a President's Cup special, maybe. Maybe FedEx if we really get into it. But uh, we might be eating and drinking too, so just bear with us if you hear some uh, some stuff. But Steve-O, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Appreciate it. Always a good time. And uh, go- golf podcast... Um, Steve-O is officially the first person that's ever walked in my office for a podcast with a golf club in hand. Um, so we've got a nice little wedge sitting over on the... Why did you bring it in here? Just as like a... Well, I figured if we're going to talk about golf, we've got to have a wedge, right? I, I was just asking you before, and I asked, I said, okay, you have a wedge. Why do you have a wedge? And you're like, well, I keep one in my car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then I never actually asked you why you brought it inside. But th- that's that's it. Just why not? We need a golf club in here. We've got a lot of golf balls. We need a golf club. So... PGA Championship um, happening this week. Um, it is at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was almost going to say Arizona. Nope. Is there, there's Tulsa, Arizona too, right? I'm not sure. Tulsa? Tempe? Tulsa? Wow. First thing I'm going to look up today is if, if there's a Tulsa, Arizona. Uh, but Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so, Steve-O, I'm, gonna, I'm just setting the tone for you. You go ahead and uh, Tucson, Arizona. Not Tulsa. Tucson. Tucson. There's a T there. So... Okay, PJ Championship. Um, historically, the mm-hmm. hardest major by field, mm-hmm. which I never understood because to me it's the least of the majors I'd want to win. But it's still a major, major. Correct. Big major. Yeah, Everybody gets up for it. Tiger's there in the field. We'll get that out of the way. But so to build on that a little bit, Tiger has been there for two weeks already, I believe. I've seen a lot of Facebook posts about him hitting range balls, playing the golf course, nobody around. Just getting ready to go. I think he's gearing up for something big here. Well, what's your thoughts on it? I don't know if he's going to win, but I, I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to have a top ten finish this week. He's a month healthier than he was at the Masters. He had a good showing at the Masters. I think he's going to do okay. I, I so he won the last time this was played at Southern Hills, which was what, 07, I think. 2007. Yep. So. I mean, you got to think that he's. You got to think that he's going to be. You know, at least able to play the course to somewhat of a strength. Now, I do know they made some changes. I know he's been there. I know he's played. I know he's done all the the prep work. He's saying he's moving better. I'm assuming. I don't know this, but I'm assuming this is going to be an easier course to walk than Augusta. Augusta is a bear. Yeah, it has to be. So, I'm guessing that just purely because of the ability to walk. 
a flatter course, having an extra month of practice. And I also think there's the idea that we're drinking Arnold Palmer today, folks. If you have not had a delicious Arnold Palmer, this is probably the first Arnold Palmer I've had in years. Since high school? Not since high school, but Steve-O came bearing gifts. So he came with two big boys of, uh, well, not 40 ounces, 34 ounces of uh, half lemonade, half iced tea. So honoring the great Arnold Palmer. I'm assuming he won a few PGA championships. We'll look at that stat later. Um, I need Alec Godnai here. He would have rattled that off right off the top of his head. But So I'm assuming that the other major thing with Tagger, besides the physicalness of, of, of uh, walking a flatter course, having played there but having another month, is I think mentally just knowing that he could get through four days of a major right. at Augusta. Because you got to think, when he teed it up, I don't care what... what I don't care who it is or whatever. There's got to be some un, uneasiness or unsureness of like, hey, I'm going to go. I think I can do it. Um, but I really don't know. Right. And then to go out. And I, I would say minus the fact that he certainly, um, you know, tired out towards the last couple rounds. That was noticeable. Um, I still think he hit the ball well. Mm-hmm. He was on the leaderboard the first day for majority of the round. Um, I, I, I think he's... I would love to say he's on the first page of a leaderboard is my hope. Will he win? I mean, I hope he wins. But realistically, I think if he could pull off like a top 20, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think it's very possible. Um, I noticed just watching some of the uh, videos on you know social media, um, at the Masters when he was hitting shots, he would kind of limp a little bit, walk to the next shot. Um, the videos that I'm seeing right now, he is not limping at all. I mean, I know it's early. I know he's only playing practice rounds. Um, the, the mental grind maybe that would typically happen. But he definitely looks a lot better a month later than the Masters. I mean, at the Masters, he was his putting was atrocious. Like, I mean, yeah. well, I mean relative for, for to the him. rest of his yeah. – for him. Relative, I mean, again, I'm putting this relative to the rest of his game. <laughs> I would have 18 putted every hole. But um, I felt he drive the ball decent. He hit decent irons. I thought he played well around the course. He had a couple wayward chips, but again, I mean, as you know, like short games all feel and it takes the longest to come back, especially when you're under under pressure and under tournament conditions. So, you know, him walking around Southern Hills a couple weeks ago playing is not the same as what he's going to see Thursday. Right. I mean, this week he'll be comparable, but so I think if he and it's I mean it's Tiger Woods. So I mean he's been putting. You know, I mean he's been doing what he needs to do. So I'm not his prep work. I'm sure he's coming in. On a pretty good peak for at least his physicalness right now. I agree. Um, Who's oh? No, we'll get into that. Keep going. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what I was going to say later. It <laughs> opens up a can of worms. No, and I think just so rather than him sitting and resting, um, for him to physically be out there and doing stuff, swinging golf clubs, walking golf courses, I think it's a positive step forward, and I, I really think he's going to do well. So. Because last time we tried doing the Masters one, we waited till the end and rushed it. Who do you, like, realistically, who do you think is, like, give me a couple of your top picks. You don't have to pick one. Maybe we'll do it later. But, like, yep. who's some up? Uh, who's um, your top tier players? So, I did watch the Byron Nelson last week. Uh, Jordan Spieth is playing very well. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite players, so I'm a little biased, maybe. Um, he actually finished second last week. Uh, I believe... It was the week before, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He did win. Um, so he's coming in playing very well. Um, I don't think you can count out Scotty Scheffler. World number one, four wins on the season. Um, 
I just think he's he's going to bring it. Um, and the other one that's always seems to be there at the end, you know, on Sunday is Brooks Kepka. Um, he just seems to get up for majors, um, whether he's playing well or not. He just seems to be there on Sunday. Um, so those are probably three of the ones that I have. Uh, Justin Thomas is also playing well. He had a top five finish last week, I believe. So my, uh, I think if I had to pick, those are good picks. Um, Jordan for sure. Scotty obviously because he's. I mean, he's just playing lights out. But um, I think if I had to, if I had to pick, I would say Colin Morikawa, who has who has won this two years ago. But I also think he plays well in the majors. But he's, he's he hasn't been playing great, but he's been playing well, well enough. And I think it's gonna. He's just gonna, at some point he's got to um, switch. I do think. Who knows how he would do here? But Cam, I like Cam Smith a lot. And I feel partly because he, let's be honest, he he didn't make it hard on Scotty on Sunday. Like he could have, like had he played a little bit uh, better. Um, realistically, the as crazy as it sounds, the chip in on three, I think, literally just buried him. Uh, even though it was early in the round, I do like Cam Smith a ton. Um, I man, so I'd say Colin Cam Smith. The other one that played well at the Byron Nelson, he shot sixty one on Sunday was Xander. Xander was playing pretty hot, and I think um, he hasn't done anything in a major in a while. I mean, he's had some close calls, but I I would probably say Xander kind of rattling. I'm going, like, going through my brain of pl- players that I think would be good contenders. I'm, I'm assuming this is kind of a longer golf course, 7,500. 7,556. Let me just see if that's the actual. At a par 70. Are they playing at 70 this year? That's what it says, yeah. I mean... Par 70, 7,556 yards. Yeah, I mean, then I'm... 2000, the 2001 U.S. Open, Retief Goosen won there. Um, I mean, if... Yeah, I, I'm going to go with those three. Cam Smith, Colin Morikawa, and we're going to say Xander Shoffley is kind of like the... Just because he came off hot last week. I love Justin Thomas. I find that Justin's had a hard time minus last year's uh, Players' Championship. I, I feel like on Sunday, he's either, if he's in contention, doesn't have it going. If he's not in contention, will shoot like lights out, will have the best round of the day, and finish like, you know, T5 or something. So I just think like at the end of the day, I would love to see Justin Thomas win it. He won it in what, 17 or 18? Correct. I would love to see him put a round together because he played well last week. Yeah. Just, but again, towards the end, he just couldn't put, couldn't putt. He just had a couple yep. missed shots here. Yep. Had a chance to, I think, tie it on 18 and left it short. Yep. Um, so I did some research before we came in, just as you're doing right now. Um, and literally the six or seven players that we just rattled off are all right here. The only three that we missed are Patrick Cantley. The most boring golfer. Yes. Good. Very yes. good. Yes. But boring. That's yep. why I didn't say his name. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did watch an interview with him uh, very recently, and he said that he doesn't mean to come off that way. He says, I'm just trying to do my job, and if that's how I look, that's how I look. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, actually, I'm growing very fond of this guy, um, only because he's always happy, always has a great personality, Victor Hovland. He always looks like he's smiling even when he's not. <laughs> Correct. 
And the only one we missed was John Rahm. He has been playing well, though. He has not. Um, his his a fantastic player, just not. Yeah, his struggling uh, with his putter. His forte is ball striking. He hits a lot of greens and makes a lot of putts. So if that's not happening, you know, I mean, his putter was his putter this year has been bad, and at, again at the Masters, he was non-existent because of that. Right, correct. I, I, did, I think I saw a stat where he might not have he might not have led the field in greens regulation, but he was pretty damn close. But he wasn't even close to the leaderboard. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're three putting, it's not. Yeah, that's no good. So can we talk about the other side of this and my very big disappointment in Phil not coming back to defend? Do you know what I was going to say? I was like, who's the defending champion? I'm looking at PJ Tour and I look down, I'm like, that's right, our boy. Yeah. Um, what's your whole thought in that whole fiasco? I don't know. Um, it's called the LIV tour, right? That he's do you know looking what it stands at? for? I do not. Um, I've tried to read a lot about it. I know there's a lot of money backing. I don't know if I agree with the money backing. Um, I mean, I can understand as a private contractor, maybe if you're not doing so hot and you get an offer, going to try something different for all, you know, honestly, more money. But I don't know. Uh, Greg Norman's kind of the... The head honcho of that, um, as I'm wearing a Greg Norman shirt. The shark. <laughs> the shark. Um, by the way, shout out Sam's Club, $17. Brand new. Collard's good. Greg, Greg Norman. So his gear, I've seen it anywhere from like $50, $60 from Polo to like TJ Maxx. Yep. So he just hits. I don't know if it's the same quality. It's the same brand unless it's like seasons mm-hmm. old. But does anybody know when a golf shirt is like three years old? It doesn't. Golf shirt's a golf shirt. Yeah. I don't yeah. think most golfers really give a crap what they look like. Well, I do a little bit. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, if somebody walked out with that shirt and someone walked out with another shirt, there's oh, no way I could tell, like, God, that was no. five years old. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, I'd be like, no, it looks like a golf shirt. You look good. Tucked nope. in, ready to impress. Let's go. Yep. The only thing I do notice is, since I've been growing a beard for a couple years now. <laughs> <laughs> like you've had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> the collars do get frayed. That's my because of the beard. Yeah, you know what I used to hate as a kid when I put sun sunscreen on and you'd sweat and the collar would just get ratty and never uh. toss it. And I'm like, so I do put sunscreen on, but I hate putting sunscreen on. I'm a, I'm like a texture lotion guy. I don't like it. So, but uh, sorry, keep going. Liv, shout yeah. out Greg Norman, not non sponsored podcast. <laughs> no, I, I honestly I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. So my my limited knowledge of it because this is the thing with. How much I watch golf and like golf and, and follow golf, I find that this, I find like someone trying to explain the LIV is like someone explaining cryptocurrency to me. It's like nobody can really say exactly what it is, but we know it's a golf tournament right? or a golf uh, league. And I did some research on it. I believe uh, like there's what, like eight or nine tournament mm-hmm. schedules. So it's not a, it's not a big schedule. Um, let yeah. me see if I can, I can get a little bit more info on this, but I believe the last couple um, tournaments are in the United States. I believe the final is somewhere in Chicago. Um, and apparently, Jack Nichols said he turned down offers um, to start the golf league, but Greg Norman said he did. Once verbally, once in writing, he said, guys, I have to stay at the PGA Tour. I helped start the PGA Tour. Jack Nicholas sticking to his guns. Um, but 
So the L, the LIV Golf is a supercharging is supercharging the professional golf landscape and creating new value for fans and people alike. Um, is it just says LIV Golf Invitational Series? I don't know if LIV is a sponsor. The name for the league and tour has not been commonly referred to as the Saudi Golf League, for which Norman was named commissioner in October. I believe the so I think I read something that they said the Saudi the Saudi Arabian Golf or whatever. Obviously, there's some issues regarding human rights and politicking and all that stuff, which is kind of why I think the the people have gotten flack for it. But there was someone had said, and I don't know exactly what sport, but they said that maybe there's a golfer talking about it, and they said I. I get it, and I see why people are doing it, and people are hard on the Saudi Golf, or whatever you want to call it, the LIV Golf League, but he said there's a lot of professional um, sports that are played in Saudi Arabia, and I think it's kind of, I think the hard part about it, and I don't know all the details when it comes to who's actually putting it on, is it like the government backed, or is it just like a privately backed thing, but it'd be like coming like to America and not playing in a sports league because you d- disagree with the president. And it's like, well, the president's not the league. Like, I get it. Like, we don't even agree, or whatever the case might be. But you, you know, to me, you want to, there's got to be a separation. I feel, and again, I don't know all the details, but it almost sounds like they're just putting this big, massive umbrella around the LIV as being a Saudi, Saudi Arabian league. Therefore, Saudi Arabia is not good because of X, Y, and Z. I personally think Phil is not there, not because of his willingness to play in it, or I don't, I don't even think any issues with the actual tour. I think it has to do with just the media blow-up of it, to be honest. I think it's just kind of social pressure. And I don't even think... I guarantee you, if you polled... If you polled 100 people, legitimately, random 100 people, how many would actually say, screw you, Phil, don't play? Very little. Yeah. Most people are going to say, I'd love to see Phil play. Yeah. And I think it's social pressures. I'm sure there's some sponsorship things in the background. I'm sure there's, there's some stuff, but... You know, for Phil or anybody else, and there's a quite a bit of players that have said, like, I'm peacing out. And the thing is, with the PGA Tour, I've also heard, Phil being one of the, the ones against it, was that the PGA Tour's um, media rights are so strict that a lot of these players can't even use the footage of them playing in a golf tournament to promote themselves playing in a golf, like playing <laughs> for, for uh, whatever it might be. So when you're talking about, like, social media and things, you know, you're getting... These players, a lot of them are doing their own stuff. Like Bryson has his own little channel. You see a lot of the guys doing like foreplay and, you know, jumping on these places that potentially could elevate their their stock and from a branding standpoint. But the PGA Tour is just saying you can't use highlight reels. You can't use, a you know, that picture of that winning putt from this tournament because it's against whatever violation. And I think there's a lot of, um, probably a lot of old systems and then also... Um, I don't think the PJ Tour is unionized, right? I don't think so. And my the other question I have is, do these players sign a contract with the PGA Tour? Because they're independent contractors. So every mm-hmm. professional golfer out there is an independent contractor. you got to you know win tournaments to get to bigger tournaments or win so many FedEx Cup points or whatever to get into certain events. Do they sign a contract with the PGA Tour saying, this is where I'm going to work? And if not... If they truly want to go, why can't they go? Because the PGA I, Tour said, no, you guys cannot go. Otherwise, you are banned I, from the PGA Tour. I think there's some level of like membership that even though you're an independent contractor, you're a member of whatever. It'd be like 
again, I'm going to say like my position. I'm an independent contractor, but I'm a member of, you know, uh, NAR and a member of NISAR. So like I'm a member of United of the Realtor Association. I'm a member of the uh, New York Association. So. I think it's kind of saying like, hey, yeah, you're in real estate, but you can no longer be part of NAR, National Association of Realtors. But if you want to go up to whatever Canada's thing is and start selling up in Canada, go for it. And I think that might be the case. Like they might have, they're not barring them as golfers. They're just barring them from their organization. So my guess is that there's some level of that. And I think it goes back to, I mean, technically the PGA Tour, are they... Are they considered a private entity? Do you know? I have no idea. I'm, I'm just because if they are um, private or public, I feel like they're private. Um, like the actual is the PGA Tour a private organization? Is a nonprofit organization? Well, that doesn't tell me if they're well nonprofit. It must be to me. That must mean they're. History. The only reason I'm saying that is like you have the idea of like when people take take like uh, I alluded to like uh, say Twitter, like Twitter when they banned um, like Trump, so they banned Trump and they wouldn't let him on. So then it was the idea of is it uh, taking away his first right, first constitutional amendment rights? Right. There's an argument for it. There's because my, my the way I look at it is if it was a private company, I care less what you do you're private as long as you're not breaking the law and i don't know if that would even break the law as a, as a private entity a private entity is just like we don't want you on our platform but it's a publicly traded company so therefore if it's a publicly traded company and you're outlawing certain people from being on the platform i don't know if that just goes against their guidelines or if that truly is something that you could go to the supreme court and say this is taking away someone's you know constitutional rights and you can't do it so that's what i mean this is obviously at a lesser extent but um, you would think that is there something that's governing the PGA Tour saying you can't not let these players play? Part of me thinks they can though because I think it's just an organization saying like you, if you want to go, that's fine. We're just not going to let you be a member of both places. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not one way or the other right now. I don't. I don't know enough about it to make an educated decision. Um, if I was in their position, I mean the the historic value that the PGA tour has, you know, the, all the majors, all the great events that are out there. I don't know if I could go play another place. If I had the ability to play on the PGA tour. Okay. So it's called the super golf league. It's owned by LIV golf, which is financed by the public investment fund and the sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia. So I agree with, um, In the water, if he and several good names commit themselves to PG Tour. So, I agree with you in the sense that there is a level of um, there is a level of prestige to the PGA Tour because it's been around forever. The only thing I would argue is I believe if you play in this, you are eligible to play in every single major, my every single major because not any of the majors are affiliated with the PGA Tour. Okay. That, 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 I, and I don't know yeah. if that's correct, but I think because I think that was one of the drawing cards. People were like, "I'll go play in that one instead of playing in, instead of playing the PGA Tour, but I'll just see in the majors." Because technically, I mean, USGA, PGA, RNA, and then Augusta National are not PGA Tour, right? And they're, I mean, they're 
their partners, I would say, or whatever that relationship, uh, formal relationship's called. But I don't think that it would be something that, I don't know, I, I personally don't think it's going to be something that um, is going to affect the major aspect. And I think for a lot of these players that are in it, like I'm looking at just a couple names like Ian Poulter and Lee West would have, have you know, Sergio. Some of these guys that have said they're going to go play, <clears throat> I don't think they give a flying, they don't care if they win the Byron Nelson. They want right. to win a major championship. Right. So if they win the, all I see is the, the venue and location. I don't know what the tour, the name of it. I was like the Pumpkin Ridge. No, it's Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. Um, so the first eight tournaments scheduled a prize money of two hundred fifty-five million was announced by Greg Norman. So this is this is the other thing is, okay, the fifty-four hole tournaments. So there are fifty-four holes. So three rounds will have no cuts and will feature forty-eight players drafted into twelve four-man teams with shotgun starts. Maybe it's just for televised purposes, like jam them all in. The first seven events will have 20 million purses with an additional 5 million split amongst the top three teams. A team championship concludes the schedule with a $30 million on offer to top three players an additional 50 million team prizes. So your your final one is at Trump National Doral, Miami, which they haven't played Doral in years. Um, it's a $30 million purse amongst... 48 players. So each player just teeing it up is going to average, what, uh, eight, 800,000 800, just right. to tee it up. So I'm assuming the winner is probably making like 12 to 15 grand just to win a tournament, which is the FedEx, which is higher than the FedEx Cup. So if I'm one of the 48 players playing, even the first one, every, every single week it's $20 million as a purse. I don't have a calculator on me, but what's 20 divided by, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is going to... See, this is where the rain clouds are coming, Steve-O. I told you, this is getting dark now. Yep. We just we left before, and I was like, it's supposed to rain today, and it didn't look terrible. And it, it, I think you guys are going to hear the rain once it starts coming down. I can see it. It's going to be a massive storm. So, what's 20 million divided by 48? I'm just too tired to, to do that math in my head. 416666 dollars. So average. Average. So I wonder what the actual breakdown is from but I mean even if you teed it up and you were in last place and you would make probably 100,000, 150,000. Right, compared to the 18,000 you make at a PGA Tour event. If you yeah, make the if cut. You make the cut. Yeah. Yeah, this is just teeing it up, like literally just showing up, putting my shoes on, playing a couple rounds. Um so the first one takes place in England, then it's Oregon, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Illinois, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, Florida. So majority of them are in the United States. Right. So even if you played only the United States swing. You're playing you're playing five of the eight. Right. Now it did say something about twelve to fourteen events. Um I'm I'm wondering who like Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Sergio. Sergio. Very, very, I mean Phil put in to play in it. Right. So uh Kevin Na was one of the bit names thrown around. Um, I wonder if there's an actual, I think there's a website. Yeah. LAV golf just got real events, teams and players, 12 teams, 48 players intense. It also looks like a pretty like cheesy, like, um, site, like the main site. Like, it kind of looks like I'm like showing up for like a, a, uh, like a music venue kind of thing, like signing in for Coachella here. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, I don't think it has any, 12 teams, 48 players, 54 holes, 8 events, 
no cuts, shotgun start. Ensuring a faster and more exciting pace of play. Now, the other thing with shotgun starts, though, you take away the idea of leader in a tournament really doesn't have the advantage. Right. So that will be a little different. Um, So basically, it's going to be go play as well as you possibly can, go after everything, shoot the best number you can, and then we'll see where we are after that. This is uh, an individual champion will be crowned based on points over the seven events. The eighth and final event will be our season-ending team championship match play event. Essentially two simultaneous competitions in an individual and team event. Every stroke counts just like it way it always has. A fast start is even more important. Okay. Oh, because of 54 holes. The individual winner will be the player with the lowest total. Player with the most rankings will be the after seven events will be the champion. Um, team event is where the scoring gets even more exciting. Over the first two rounds, the best two stroke play count scores will count for each team. So it's two count, two thrown away. The for the third and final round, the best three scores will count, with the lowest overall team being named the team champion. And then it said the team championship will be the eighth and final event of the season. And it'll be a four, a seated four-day, four-round match play knockout. I am assuming as the individual is also being played. Uh, we'll feature 12 teams of four players. Teams will be decided via draft the week of each event. Since each event we made up of a different field... Each team will have a live-appointed team captain who will select their three open team positions via snake draft format. The captain will be one of the four players, and he'll have to set up the lineup, choosing the scores that will count and act as the on-and-off-course captain for the team. Huh. So does the captain not play? It sounds like the captain plays. The captain will be one of the four starting players, but will also have the responsibility to set the lineup each week, choose the score that will count, which I'm assuming is just your two lowest. That's not a hard job. And act as an on and off course captain for the team. They'll have unique logos, colors, names, and just like other sporting events. Basically, long and short of it is there's a lot of money at at state. Right. I don't know. Kind of to go back a little bit to the leaders. I wonder if, because it is a three-day event, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So you play Friday. You know where you stand. Do you get grouped with the people you're playing well with? Or, I don't or know. You, you know, according to score? Oh, yeah. The draft has me. The draft kind of has me a little bit. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's coming down. This would be a rain delay right now if we were playing. Um, but I think... I, I guess my, my question would be is if you're... Um, Like, if you were to play with a draft and each week you would switch the teams, is it just the eight captains that technically would win? Like, what happens if I'm drafted on the team, week five you're drafted on the team, and every week there's four players? By the time we get to the final round, we could have had 20 people on this team. But you could have been drafted on that other team. So, like, that's what I don't understand. I wonder if it's because, I don't know, maybe you get the weekly money if you're on that team. But there's some. They said that there's some type of uh, season-ending championship for the teams. Yeah. So the captains, obviously, and then three players. But like to me, you pick your three players at the start of the season. You just roll. Right. That's your that's your like your that's your your season team. This makes it sound like each week you're grabbing new guys. So it's more of like, does it just matter towards like the final week? 
So it's kind of like luck of the draw. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's very, So I guess back to PGA Talk, because um, the whole idea was that Phil's not playing, was in the field up until, what, a week ago? Yeah, but yeah, last week. And then just backed out. Um, it was kind of almost depressing, because we haven't seen him play golf since, what, February? I think it said February. Was it? That, I feel it was actually later than that. You might be right, though. He kind of got, like, blackballed, like, very early. He's only the third player to ever not try to back his win. At the PGA? At the PGA. So we have Tiger Woods in 2008. Was he injured? Because there's no way Tiger's not trying to. In 2008? Yeah. 2008, he won. 2009, you mean? He might have had back surgery. It says Tiger Woods 2008, and then Ben Hogan 1949. Oh, wait. This is the PGA. PGA. Oh, you're right. My bad. The U.S. Open he won. August right. he didn't play. Yep. That's right. Cause, and he would have been... Southern Hills would have been the would have been the one he was defending. Well, he won at Southern Hills. Right. Of course, having it this year. The next year, oh, wait. Wherever they played it, didn't, didn't um, defend that one. You're right. 2007... 2008, Padraig Harrington won at Oakland Hills. Yep. I remember that very well. He beat Sergio on a... Actually, I remember watching... I know exactly where it was. Yeah, Ben Ben Curtis. Ben Curtis was running up. Remember that name? Ben Curtis, I do. Ben Curtis. Um, I remember going... So, I'm actually looking back. So, 2003, I went to the PGA at, uh, in Rochester. was at Oak Hill. And Sean McKeel won that tournament. Remember that name? <laughs> Over Chad Campbell. Very vaguely. Sean McKeel. <laughs> like some of these, like I remember, like we start like uh, watching these guys play and stuff, like just how many of these guys you have no clue. Like they're like one hit wonders basically. Yeah. Rich Beam. Did Rich Beam ever win a tournament but the PGA? Maybe one or two, but not many. Professional wins. He had four. He had three yeah. in the PGA Tour. Okay. Rich Beam. Rich Beam's minus the PGA Tour win. His... Next top, whatever, uh, placing ever was 2003 Masters for T15. Like, he, I mean, he wasn't even sniff. I mean, now, granted, he was on the PGA Tour, so I can't totally crap on him. But he, uh, wow, Sean McKeel. Like, this is the thing. We start looking at these guys, like, Sean McKeel had three professional wins. Sean McKeel's even worse. So, Sean McKeel wins. He's won on the Corn Ferry, he's won on the Asian Tour, he's won on the European Tour, and he's won on the PGA Tour. Once in the PGA Tour. The PGA Championship. So that, that, That's that not a bad right one. there. Not a bad one to win. Not a bad one to win at all, yeah. So he, uh, minus that, his best finishes were the 04 Masters, tie 22nd, and the 2010, wow, 2010 US Open, he played that late, tie to, uh, 22nd. Open Championship, tied 31st, th- 35th, sorry, 35th. After experiencing months of fatigue, mood changes, and poor play, he had low testosterone. Well, I mean, PJ champion, though, so. <laughs> you know who's actually making a good comeback is Keegan Bradley. Yes. Yep. He, didn't he kind of like, I mean, he won in 2011, won yep. over, over Duffner. Duffner guaranteed had to dip in his mouth. But Keegan Bradley, like, he's been, Not he's been pretty good lately. Lately, yes. But up, a, it's been a probably since then, he's been non-existent. Um, 
Well, he had, he had yes, he, had, he was non-existent for a stretch there, but... Um, wow, this is... When you start looking at, like, the runner-ups, that's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. Like, the person that won, but then who was the runner-up? Um, Rory McIlroy, eight-stroke win at uh, Kiowa. Remember that? That was, uh, that was fun. And then a one-stroke win over Phil at Valhalla. That's Rory's last major. Yep. 2004. How, how has Rory gone eight years without a major? I don't know. Um, I actually did, again, see another interview with him talking about that. He said he feels... So he's winning golf tournaments, just not majors. So he's he, he says he feels like he's playing good enough to win. It's just not happening right now. Uh, but he said he is going to keep pushing forward because he knows it's very close. I think it's just a matter of time before he turns it around. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. If, if Rory wins this year, or like wins any of these tournaments, I'll be jacked because he's one of my favorite players. But he just hasn't really been doing a whole, a whole lot, unfortunately. Um, yeah, some of these... Um, yeah, Colin was 2020. That seems like a like forever ago. And then Phil, by two strokes last year. Yep. What is... Uh, Louis Usaisen might go to the league, too. He's one of the rumors. Rumor mill heading out. And he's playing well right now. Yeah, and what about uh, Francesco Molinari? Because <laughs> I'm just looking at old stats. Justin Thomas beat him, but Francesco Molinari was like lights out for a few years, and right. then now he's, like, he's non-existent. Yeah. Because um, he won the, what, the Open? He did, and then he gave Tiger a run for his Masters win in, what, 2019? Yeah, I mean, he dunked in the water, but yeah. He's had 10 wins, three PGA Tour wins. Uh, so, hot topic. What do you think about Harry Higgs? Love him. Me One too. of my favorites. Love it. Harry Higgs, by the way, early leader at the Masters for about <laughs> an hour, and then he, <laughs> then he kind of slipped back. The thing I like about Harry Higgs, I've talked about this before. Now, part of this is just because their willingness to do all these like podcasts and all these like media things um but realistically if i had to pick give me some guys that would be just fun just like fun to go out and play now don't get me wrong i'm sure a lot of these guys are good guys but and we've talked about like like phil tagger and rory are like my players if i had to pick i don't think a phil tagger rory group is going to be as much fun if you went harry higgs like joel damon kevin kisner pat perez like some of these off-the-wall characters. Andrew Beef Johnson. The Beef, yeah. Like I think if you look at some of these guys, I would have more fun just from just like... I mean, just take Damon and Higgs at, at 16 at the Waste Management. Like, I mean, Joel Damon's shirt was off, and he was whipping around on the green as beer is showering, uh, showering down. And then Damon runs off, grabs a beer off the ground, and, take, and like drinks it, and then throws it down and runs off to the next hole. I'm like... Rory Tagger and Phil are not doing that. No. So, like, my thing is, like, we're talking about fun. Like, just, like, I'm in the point in my life stage. Like, I like to have fun when I play golf, and I think those guys epitomize fun. So, I'm a big Harry Higgs guy. I agree. I love it. The is he the guy on? Who's that guy? No, right that's boring Patrick Campbell. Oh, oh, I thought it was upside. Like, that's okay. not, not Harry Higgs. No, definitely. Exact opposite. Um, no, I love it. Shirt's unbuttoned. We got the hat on, the... Longer hair. We got the Avery Eaters, you know, hanging halfway off the face. The we're, open shirt. We're just ready to go. Also sponsored by Dude Wipes. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw 
Harry Higgs. He was, it was a PGA tournament. I don't remember which one. And he's in the fairway. And you're like, oh, we got Harry Higgs. And he hits an, uh, a wood. So it's a par five. He hit like, maybe like a three wood or five wood from the fairway. Uh, like, whatever. I, I mean, I watch, I watch golf most weekends for, you know, I'll put it on like background and watch it. And uh, he gets up and he hits. And then they look at it. And it's this heavy set guy with the black aviators, shirt unbuttoned, just like strolling down the fairway. And I remember thinking, first thought in my head, I'm like, who is this douchebag? Like this guy looked like country club, just like, like, like not a guy you would ever want to talk to. He just looked like, he just looked like one of those guys. I'm like, who is this jabroni? Like how do you get on the PJ tour? Obviously he can play golf, but he's a mess. And then you start to learn like, no, he's actually one of like the nicest people. I, I think he's great. I just I love the look. It's it's not traditional, which is a great. Looks like you just strolled in from a night out on the town, ready to go. <laughs> what? I wonder. Let me see the odds of the PGA Championship. Like, wonder what is? I want. I just want to see what Harry Higgs' odds are. So PGA Championship odds. Uh, who do you think the favorite is? Do you, have you seen it yet or no? No, I have not. Let me go to let me go to an, an actual the Vegas inside. Uh, I make it sound like I know. Go to FanDuel. We'll go to DraftKings. I'm going to say... Hmm. You may have a top five. I kind of like that. Wow, interesting. Just because of the year, I got to say it's Scotty Scheffler. So, you know what's even more fun is when you go all the way down to who's in the... Who's like the last place person. Oh my God. They're, they're like... Well, don't forget there's PGA professionals in this too that you probably never will hear of again. Correct. Yes. So if we go down... Wow. Is Jason Duffner just like not playing right now? What's up with him? He's a plus 50,000. Because I was going down from like all the last place guys that are like so far down. And then I wanted to go up and see like who legitimately is like, you know... Jason Duffner's fifty thousand. He's one, he's like one off in the, the worst. So it's a bunch of fifty thousands, a bunch of two hundred and fifty thousands, and one random guy, Alex Beach, at a hundred thousand. I don't know why he got the special treatment, but John Daly. These are notable guys: John Bailey, Rich Beam, Sean McKeel, Y Yang are all two hundred fifty thousand to one. So or to one, whatever they, the plus. I don't, I don't gamble. So, um, but if we go down through, in. F- Ricky Fowler's in the field. How'd he get in the field? I mean, I'm glad he's in the field, but... Matt Wolf too, falling off the face of the earth. There had to be some kind of high finish at this tournament recently. For him to do that? Maybe last year? It's me. I don't know. The top whatever must get invited back. Yeah. I wonder... Let me see last year. PJ, was it PJ Championship 20? Or, or one of the wins that he's had throughout his career exempt him for so many years of the PGA Championship. Harry Higgs is definitely in the field because he got tied for fourth last year. Ricky Fowler tied for eight, so it must have been previous year's top ten. That's what Could he's be. playing on. How does you – know, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so number one, um, man, yeah, some of the I'm, – I'm actually really looking for uh, – Looking for Higgs here. He's actually Tagger plus sixty five hundred. Same as Sam Burns, and Sam Burns is top. Tagger Woods is the same as Tyrell Hatton, Terrell Hatton, Terrell Hatton, Sam Burns, Corey Connors, 
Bryson DeChambeau, Adam Scott are all at the same. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. And Tony Finau, for some reason, is at plus six. I don't think I don't. Bryson's not gonna do anything. I no, he's he's I, injured, I right? He must be healthy enough to play. He hasn't played since the Masters. He had finger surgery. Where where is Hicks here? Where's our boy? I'll tell you who the top ones are. I just I got to figure out what what we're giving. What's the line on Higgs right now? How did I miss him? Is he not playing? I hope he is. Oh, this is gonna be a. I don't think he's playing. Oh, he is playing. He's plus forty thousandth. Oh, that's. I put some money on that. Harry Higgs tied for fourth last year. So if we put tied for fourth, playing in Oklahoma, went to SMU. He's playing pretty similar conditions and courses to what the big man's used to. I don't know what that means in gambling, so I'm gonna look it up. I think well, it's if you put so if you put a hundred dollars, I think if you put a hundred dollars, you would win. No, if you put like a dollar down, you'd win forty thousand. No, know. no, no, I'm wrong on that. The numbers are too the too great. I think if you put twelve, I don't know. Plus something means if you put a certain amount of money down, you win a certain amount of money. Like I under I understand horse betting. Like if you have a forty to one, and you put a dollar down, you'd win forty bucks. I know that, yeah. Yeah. So if you have like a, so then you get like a two to one. So you put a dollar down, you win two. Right. So double your money. But um, I don't know how it is in sports. Like you see it a lot with like uh, MMA. It'd be like this guy's plus seven hundred or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I, someone's screaming at me from listening to this, but I don't. I don't gamble, so <laughs> not advice I have. Um, top three. You said Scotty Scheffler. That, that was my guess. Yeah. I'll give you a top five. So this is plus 12, plus 12, plus 12, plus 14, plus 14. And I'll do a bonus. We'll do a baker's five. I'll make a dozen. Plus 2,000. What, so what do you... You said Scheffler? Scheffler. Give me six guys. I'll, I'll go up to six. So then it starts to get a little congested. All right. So Scheffler. Actually, you know what's funny? I keep going. Sorry. Unfortunately, can't lay. Farther down you think. Uh, Spieth, Thomas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Rom in there. I wouldn't have guessed that, but yep. Uh, what, one more? Two more? Two more. Well, one more guess, but you have almost... You've gotten pretty good. Hmm. Hideki Matsuyama. No. He, he's in the top, like, 15. John Rahm, Rory, and Scotty are all plus 12. Colin Markawa, Justin Thomas, plus 14. Jordan Spieth, plus 2,000. Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, Pat Cantlay, Victor Hovland, all plus 2,200. Xander and Shane Lowry, plus 25. So we have, I mean, we're, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. Tagger, though. How many people are taking Tagger? Tagger's, t- a lot of these two fluctuate based on how people bet. But Tagger right now is at plus 65. So I don't know if that's going to be the case. But Rom, Rory, and Scotty are basically the three. Has What's Rory done this year? I mean, obviously, he finished fantastically at the mass, uh, the final round of the Masters. Yeah, what did he shoot, like 63? I think it was a 61. S- no, 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 I think it was 64. I think, I think he shot 64, and I think, or 65. Oh, John Rahm just won a couple weeks ago. What did he win? Did he win the Mexico one? Yes. See, I didn't watch that one. 
But still, I don't. Oh, man. I mean, he could. I mean, John Rahm is a fantastic player. Like, I, I, um, he got top T eighth last year too. Um, yeah, Phil. Phil beat Louie and then Brooks. Brooks shot two over. I mean, Phil had a two-stroke lead anyways. Nobody was really... Shane Lowry and Padraig Carrington, T4 last year also. How crazy is that? I mean, just considering, like, he's not... He's a champion's tour guy now. Like, right. Yeah. Slow. Well, it, that must be the... It must have been the venue because... So wasn't Phil. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't it the longest course in history? But you got to think, too... When they say the longest course in history, that's if you max out every single hole and you play right. it maxed out. They don't do that. So, like, they're all playing, like, roughly. I think it always is, like, intimidating or almost, like, kind of, like, a sexy thing to say. This is the longest course in history. But, I'm like, did they play? Like, what was the longest played hole? Like, or what round was the longest played one? Because that'd be different than just saying it's the longest in history. Right. I, this, like, year, this year's going to be long. 7,500 yards. Par 70. What's the longest course you've ever played? Beth Page Black. Did you play from the tips? Yes. Well, we played the tip tees, but it wasn't tipped out. Um, do, so did any of the any of the tee boxes that they played for the majors there were those um, were those still there or no? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so they, like because re- next year the 2023 Ryder Cup's going there. Is it 23? Yep. No, is is it? Yep. That's the one I want to go to. That's exactly. I thought it was. That's oh, because they bumped it. You're right. No, it's not. I thought it, I nope, Steve over here. Fake news. What uh, do we got? I've had my hopes. Nope, of... it's in Italia. I was going to say it's after that. It's in Italy. 2023 Ryder Cup is in Italy. What? It's the following. It's the following. I think it's 2024. Am I wrong on that? Well, the Ryder Cup's every other year. I know, but I think 2025... It was supposed to be 24. No. That's it. It was supposed to be 2024, but they had to move it back because of COVID. Because it, it used to be even years, and then they went to odd years because of COVID. So it's in Rome in 2023. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, you're scaring me because I didn't think it was that early. So it's because I got to like... I could have like, swore it was next year. I got to start blocking my schedule off. Nope. Well, let's go to Rome. It's in... <laughs> been, been there, there once. Before. Yeah, I was going to say, been there once. Uh, Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome... <laughs> Then it's Beth Page. Oh. Then it's in Ireland in 27. And then uh, back in Hazeltine. Wow. I would love to. County Limerick, yeah. Adair Manor. I would love to go to that one. Oh, that's so nice. I think they hosted it. Ryder Cup will be staged in Ireland for the second time. This this hurts. 20 years after the K-Club hosted the 2006 one, which I remember. Ooh. And then the same 20 years. U.S. got smacked that year. Um, how was playing Beth Beach? Uh, very, very difficult. So, tee to green difficult. The greens weren't that bad. They Just, aren't super underlated. They, uh, I mean, even when we were there, they weren't tour speed, but they had some speed. Um, they were big enough. But tee to green was extremely difficult. Um, a lot of the, from the tee to actually get to the fairways, you had 200-plus yard carries even from the tees that we were playing. Um, and then, even then, if you were on the wrong side of the flag, so, you know, if the flag's on the right, you want to try to be on the left. If mm-hmm. you were on the right, there was no way to get next to the flag. Um, my biggest memory is thinking I could cover the corner on one and hit it smack in the middle of that tree. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog leg right. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, I I shot a number that I don't know, it was eighty five or something. That's not bad though. No, um, I do remember. Oh, what hole was it? It was a par three, not long, one forty five maybe that day, with a huge bunker that sits in the face of the green, and I hit it in the top. And I almost couldn't get to my golf ball, let alone hit it. Oh, it was like embedded. Yeah. Well, no, well, no it's just so, it's almost straight up and down. But so, it was, a, but I mean, it had to be sitting down enough that it was right. not rolling back down. Yeah. And that's the other thing about playing there. So we play around here. There's, you know, there's some good bunkers, some that have no sand in them. There is so much sand in these bunkers that when you get out, you got to take your shoes off and empty your shoes. <laughs> so it's fun to hit out of. You can actually make a a bunker swing and the ball comes out appropriately but some of them are very difficult too and if you had to gain any distance good luck so let me see when when the pros are gone long islanders are left with a 7468 yard um from the middle tees it's just short of 6700 yards nearly as long or longer than many full-length courses on the island so I'm assuming the middle tees is like the the standard, like I would go play like a white tee kind of thing. Yeah. And that's honestly where we probably should have been, but we just wanted to say we played the tips. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, the other thing I remember vividly is the rough was not long, but it was extremely thick. So if you had a, you know, any kind of a distance to go, you were still taking a wedge, hacking it out and going from the fairway. You could not hit anything higher than, I would say, like an 8 or a 9 iron out of the rough. It's, um, Jordan Spieth says one of the top five hardest courses he ever played. So, did you play any of the other any of the other colors? No. Um, I would love to go back and play the red, because I heard that's equally as difficult. I think that's like the, yeah, that's like the next one down, but it's, uh, I say down, but it's <clears throat> it's obviously a very good course. Um mm-hmm. She came the green course, the red, uh, the red course at Bethpage. Yeah, the second toughest. Um, and because of it, <laughs> so there's no golf carts allowed on the black. You can get a push cart from them if you want it, but it's an old rusted out thing that you don't own. You you should just carry your bag. Red course allows golf carts because <laughs> that was a grueling walk. You talk about Tiger. And you, you were, and you were lugging the bag on your shoulder? Well, I, I rented a cart. and I Oh, should, push cart. Yeah, I should not have. If I go back, I will not have one. They're literally rusted out. You should bring a can of WD-40 if you're ever going to use these things. Um, there was a caddies? There is. You had to buy them um, or rent them. I'm sorry. <laughs> buy them? <laughs> come here, sir. Come with me. Um. <laughs> no, um, the group ahead of us had caddies. Um so there's four guys. You can rent two caddies. Guy carries two bags, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable. In, in Ireland, the guy did that for us. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's got to be. Like if you take my bag and your bag, try to carry those for that 18 holes of that golf course. Well, also they're like, they're, you're not carrying it like like well on your back. Like they're hanging off the side, so it's right. not a good. They're not meant to be hung at the side. Right. <laughs> it's their backpack. Yeah. Um. Yellow is so the yellow. I say only. I say that and I'm going to shoot 110. Um, it's 60,000 or 6,000 yards from the tips. Beth Page Yellow. So 
My um, shorter and frankly much easier back nine. I would love to go down and play all five cool, all five courses. I think I would. I would like to play like two of the holes first, the black probably in the middle, and then like two to finish, like yeah. kind of like crescendo, and then kind of like get used to it a little bit, play it, and then maybe yeah. end with like the yellow when I'm just really tired and want to just play with the easy course. But yeah. the other good thing is uh, it is a state park. So New York State residents play it very cheap for what I consider. I think it was like 60, 70, 80 bucks. That's crazy. How yeah. That's, that's wild. Did you have to spend the night? No. No. Um, so so how does that work? Because everybody's like, I don't want to spend the night. So seven days prior to the day you want to go, you log in, and then at 7 p.m., you click enter. And it's a complete random draw. We had like three or four guys on the computer. Complete random draw. You get the time they assign you. It could be 6 a.m. It could be 6 p.m. Really? And when you're and when you're assigned that time, that's when you go. We were lucky, you know. We were going down that day. We got a 1:30. We got very lucky. So when you have say three people doing it, and all three of you get tea times, what happens? Can you well, cancel? You one? just two of them cancel. Oh, you can. Okay. Pick, pick the one you want. And, okay. So yeah. did you all get tea times? There's like no, one only of the, one of us. That's wild. Yeah. And you have to. So it's always seven days in advance. Yep. So like, that's crazy. So if I, you just know remember, doing- I just remember, I actually did not do it. Uh, three of my buddies did. Um, 7 p.m., they were on the computer, and one of my buddies sends me a text message. He goes, don't you wish you could play Bethpage Black? I said, yeah, I thought that was the plan. He goes, well, you got to have a tea time, or we got to go sit there. And I said, yeah, well, I'll do whatever. I mean, I'll go sit there at 4 o'clock in the morning to play Bethpage Black. He goes, nah, how about 1.30? I was like, in shock i was like i'm going to play beth page black at 1 30 that's awesome it was perfect um well yeah get up have breakfast get to hang out a little bit so well we we drove down that day we left oh. at like we left at like five four or five. Oh wow so you guys like got out stretched the legs and just played no we were there in plenty of time did you come right back after nope uh so from there we went to shinnecock for the saturday of the u.s open even better yep that's the day that the course was almost unplayable phil went out ran out and hit his ball Remember it was rolling and he... <laughs> I, I, I went to Shinnecock in, oh, 2004. And the one thing I remember was they had a hole, number seven, I think it was. It was par three. And the course was so dried out. And the cor- it was probably playing about 200 yards. The course was so dried out, they could not land the, they could not land the ball on the green. I probably watched, not many, I mean, maybe like... Ten, uh, we probably watched a handful of groups. So let's say 12 people hit. We watched 10 or 12 golfers tee off. I think one hit the green the entire time we were there. And it was like two-putted for a par. Most guys were hitting it. They were aiming into a greenside bunker so they could get up and down from outside the greenside bunker. So imagine like that's your play. Like I'm yeah. just going to hit into a bunker because I know I can then try to get up and down and chip. So Shinnecock, though, was private. I wish I would have a better memory of these because it was so... Shinnecock? No, just in general, because it was so long ago that, it, like, when you're a little kid going to these, um, you know, going to, like, watch these tournaments, like, my memory of it is not the greatest. Not that this is going to help, but... Like, I know where the location is. It's, like, way out in the very end of... So, my screensaver on my phone, that's number one tee box. Of which one? Shinnecock? Shinnecock. I do remember that. It goes down into the right, yep. and the clubhouse is behind you. And I do remember coming back, it goes up into the left as like a par five, I think, the last hole, or uphill par no, four. The last hole? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very long par four. 
you hit down to the goalie, and then, yeah, you hit up to the green. So, um, yeah, because when I'm looking at, actually, better if we do a satellite view. So the NASA, yeah, so it's like, so when you like look at the course from up above, it just looks very different than when you're there. Because you got to think, there's a million golf. I say a million. There's five or six golf courses in that area, and I, for the life of me, like don't remember getting in. Don't remember seeing any other golf holes. You know, it's just one of those. Like as a kid, you just weren't like, even though there's golf holes all around. Like my memory was just like, I remember the course very well, but I don't remember the actual golf course. Um, Farmingdale State College. Like I would go to Farmingdale State College, knowing Beth Page is literally your back door. <laughs> but um, no, I I thought. Um, yeah, that's number two, number three. So I have kind of a, a general idea of like how the course goes. Oh, so the black goes all the way out there. Oh, wow. Okay. So like it's just like trying to like memorize the way the course is because most of the course is on the opposite side of the road. Right. The black. Like we had that road that goes through. That's pretty cool. I wonder which one this is. Hmm. But like so Shinnecock though, I think Shinnecock is if you go all the way down to the very far end. It's on Long Island, isn't it? Yeah, but like Bethpage is more towards the city. Yep. And I say more towards the city. It's like on the, what's that, NASA side? Mm-hmm. And then what's the other, Suffolk? Suffolk, Suffolk County. County. But if you go down, yeah, so when you go to like the Hamptons, you talk about the Hamptons, those are at the far end of uh, Montauk's all the way down. But if you go down the southern part, is all the Hamptons. Yeah, West Hampton, South Hampton. So it's in South Hampton. Bridge Hampton, East Hampton. I'm pretty sure it's in... Yeah, Shinnecock. But Shinnecock's actually in the north side. But I remember going down and uh, you drive by National. Have you ever heard of that golf course? National? The National, yeah, National Golf Links of America. That's another very prestigious one. But they didn't play. Shinnecock's where they hosted the tournament. But uh, yeah, the National Golf Links of America. And then there's Sabonic. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. So, I mean, there's some like very prestigious golf golf courses down there obviously Shinnecock's the one that hosts the hosts the major but um I would love to go play one of those courses because it's got to be it's definitely like a link style out there yeah kind of feels like probably like you play in England or yep. Europe hmm. other than Beth Page it's kind of linksy I guess what uh I would yeah but Beth Page is the one I, I would love to play um have you ever played any of the ones like going down 87 like, like, have you played like Sagamore National, Saratoga National, or Spa? Any of those? Um, I have not. Um, on our way back on the same trip, we did stop to Highland Park, uh, which is in all. Nope. Um, I heard that. Yeah, one. Albany, Albany area. There's a Queensbury. Um, I feel like it's it's a golf course, right? Yes, it was um, previously ranked number one as the, in New York State as the number one. Public golf course. It's called Highland Park? H-I-L-A-N-D. I I don't know. Maybe it's not the one I'm thinking of. Is it definitely called Highland Park? Yep. And it was... was, Oh, nope. Got it right here. Is it Hillen? Highland? Oh, it's not... Oh, there's no G-H. I spelled it wrong. H-I-L-A-N-D. Yeah, you're right. Highland Golf. Um, it's just it, just north of Glens Falls. That was the yeah. 
what is it? The public course? Pre- pre- not not recently. I think it was like 2005 or something like that. It's in Queensbury. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's literally right off of 87. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard that before. I've never played it. How was that course? It was it was fun. Uh, it's short from what I remember. Um, very very nice. Uh, greens had some speed to them. Uh, couple I, couple tight holes, couple wide open holes, uh, but just very pristine. Like, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Nick's played that course. He must have. He doesn't live far from here. No. I mean, like like his actual like apartment or house or wherever where right. he lives. Huh. What's your favorite golf course you ever played? My favorite golf course. That's a tough question. It's hard to say because like you grow up and you play certain courses. So you yeah. have like, nostal- or, like nostalgia, but you have like the love for like your favorite, you know, whatever yeah. course that you ended up like just you grew up playing. But then, um, I mean, I, I always enjoy going up to Malone. Um, okay. I, I've played both sides now. Um, the East is the tournament side. I call it because that's where we always play the masters North. Uh, but the West is just equally as fun. Um, I just like, uh, I guess the pristineness of it, the tight fairways, the lush, rough, fast greens, very undulated greens. This is from Malone? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up playing North Country. I'm pretty sure I know every bounce on that golf course, um, which is why I'm very much looking for, forward to the tournament this year. Which one's that? For the kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> Are they doing the Masters North this year? They are. Yeah, very soon, if not maybe this weekend. Are you playing it or no? Uh, this year, no, I'm not. Um, I had uh, I had Ed on, the defending champion. Two-time defending champion, right? He's won the last two. Um, he was telling me about it. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's not bad. He's a decent golfer. He's a very good golfer. Uh, I remember I played once with you, and I'm looking at that overhead view right now. Of Malone? Yeah, I remember, I think it was when we played in the, well, you played in the tournament. I went down and played once with you just for, I think, in a practice round. Where is the, remember we had to go hit, like, the the driving range? The driving range is, like, randomly. Driving range is over next to the the west course. Kind of by the end of the first green on the west course. Yeah, it's, like, a, a very odd spot. And I remember there was, like, a putting green, like, up yep. and, like, set off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm looking at the, the. Um, uh, satellite image. I can't even find it, but it's all it's all good. It was just it was weird though. It was like a weird spot to have, or it seemed like a weird spot. It was pretty far from the clubhouse, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a couple hundred yards, two three hundred yards. Um, another not to change the subject of the golf course, but another very good one that I only played for the last time for, or first time last year is Champlain Country Club over in St Albans. That place is equally as nice. Is that like the is that the top one or is that um, Burlington Country Club? I, are they both pretty? I haven't played Burlington. Champlain's the one that you can see from the highway when you're going by St. Albans. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Is that a public one? It is, and it's not expensive at all. I think Burlington was. It might be the private one. Where? Well, <laughs> As we're sitting here talking about Masters North. There it is. <laughs> you getting the nod? Oh, I've I've had the nod. He sent me two applications. Oh, he, he hasn't seen Mike Stellar play lately, so he's 
one day one day Willie's gonna be like, hey kid, now's your turn. Um, I can't feel like. Never mind. I don't even know why I'm looking at this. It doesn't even matter. Um, so, so golf. The other day I was playing golf. Played twice this year. Second time out. Decent for me. So, Steve-O, you can, you can vouch a little bit. I used to play a lot of golf. Absolutely. I used to be decent at golf back in the day. Um, took time off, and which definitely didn't help the game. But last, last week, so I shot first 18-hole round of the year. I started out last year like consistently in the mid-90s, mid to high 90s, all over the place. And it wasn't, it wasn't like I couldn't hit a golf ball. It was just, I was so sporadic that I would hit like three off a tee. I would hit like, I would have an eight. I would have a nine. I would have like five and I'd go like par, par, bogey, par, par. Like I was just like very streaky, but it ended up not leading to good scores. So then when I finished the year last year, my overall scoring average for the entire season was 88. All right. Which was not bad considering I had a couple over a hundred, a couple nineties. And I, I want to say my, my average at the end of last year, like the last, let's say like 10 rounds was probably like an 83, 84, somewhere in that range. So I had like mm-hmm. gotten a little bit better. So the other day I played, shot an 86, first round of the year, which I will be happy with. And I had, I had two penalty drops, but I didn't, I did not hit three off the tee once. I hit, I hit an iron into the water on a par three, so that didn't help, but it was, I, you know, whatever. I think I doubled. But I only hit two greens the entire day. So the short game is okay. It was scrambling. Scrambling hardcore. I think I hit seven bunkers. Was not good. Ball striking wasn't great, but I was like, I was still able to kind of, so part of me is like, part of me is like, I kept the ball in play most of the time, mm-hmm. screwed some stuff up, didn't really, didn't chip in, didn't, missed all my, had two birdie putts, missed them both. Um, I made one putt outside 10 feet. So it was just like, Nothing, there wasn't a lot of like weird scores where like I had these weird chip ins. I was like everything was pretty much earned for like an eighty six. But my my goal this year is I want to get down inside single digits again, handicap. Yep. And I finished the year around twelve last year, so I'd like to get down to maybe like a eight or nine. So you're not you're not far off. No, I. The thing is, right now, I'm smarter with the with golf. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I I, I understand. Stuff that I wish I would have understood when you were playing a lot, when I could physically hit shots better, but it might all over the place. Not like mentally, not like mentally um, a bad player, but just like course management wasn't good. Yeah. Like par five was driver, three wood, as far as you could get it, and then just like live with the consequences. Where now <laughs> I'm like, I mean, there's like when I play bluff, I usually play bluff now, but I don't think I hit a driver. Number four and number 17, I will hit a driver sometimes. And then I would say most of the time. You don't hit one on three? I'm saying, sorry, for par fives. Oh, okay. But yeah, definitely on three. Yeah, three is is the toughest hole in the course, in my opinion. But but most of the courses, I don't have to hit a driver off of. And Mm -hmm. and, but when you're a kid, you're like, par five, pull up the driver. Like, how many times did I hit a driver off of 18? And I'm like, why would you ever hit a driver off 18? Because you have, like, if you hit a good drive, you have no, like, you're hitting a wedge up over. Right. Which makes zero sense. So, like, it's just, it's just as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, I can hit shots where I, you can play to, like, a number, basically. Yep. 
And of course, when I was a kid, which I mean, it sounds you know natural now, but when I was a kid, I was just like, get up to the green. I'm like, well, no, if I'm really good at like a certain distance, let me just hit wedge wedge versus trying to be a hero and hit a, you know, a cut whatever from, you know, two twenty out and knowing that I'm most likely going to drop a ball somewhere. Right. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, much much smarter. Um, like missing sides, you know, get like. Like uh, like you talked about, like not short shots, short siding yourself. Like the other day when I shot the eighty six, like I missed shots, but I missed them um, minus a couple times. Like I missed in good, like decent spots where I had room to get up and down. Right. So, to me, it's like if I can, if I can get off the tee and play smarter, I will be okay. Last year I couldn't get off the tee. Like I couldn't hit a driver, save my life. Like I. Like I and even like getting off a tee, like if I was hitting irons, I was great. If I had to have a wood or a driver or something, I was probably hitting three off the tee, like averaging two to three times a round. Not yeah. good. Doesn't help the scorecard. No, not at all. Somebody once told me, and it's probably the best advice I've ever gotten. Very hard for me to do. Probably for anybody to do is play every single shot you have at the middle of the green. There's no green out here in this area that we can't two putt. And if you get lucky, your ball falls towards the flag. You know, even if it goes the other way, you're still in the green. You're still putting. So, you know what? Uh, I think I think it was, uh, I think Ed said this last time, or what, a week ago, two weeks ago. He goes, it's kind of funny. He goes, just if you play in the middle of the green, he goes, you probably have a decent birdie putt. Like if you were to truly hit the middle of the green, right. based, based on just how big greens are. Um, I mean, even with that said, I think I I always, I don't know, I, I never really aim for the center of the green because I always want to give myself leeway towards the opposite side. So I'd actually rather, like if it meant like hitting at the center of the green, but then being all over, I don't know. It's kind of... Do you have one dominant shot though? I like, don't, do, that's do you, the problem. Do you hit a fade or a draw? I don't. It, uh, it's honestly like whatever's working that day. My natural tendency with irons typically is a draw. Yeah. Um, with all my woods fade, like I just I, I have never been able really to turn the ball right to left on a drive. Even when I used to play, it was always pretty straight or slight like fade out. Irons, it would always always right to left. Um, I would love to play a fade. You you what do you do? You... Uh, so I can I can go either way. My natural shot is a draw. Um, but you can hold it off and oh. Yeah, um, so it's it's more so the way I do it is a little bit more open with my body, a little bit of a weaker grip. Mm-hmm. Make sure that club is at at least neutral, if not a little open, and just make a standard swing. The ball should start out hopefully online and fall that way. How, how much? Uh, what's the difference in yardage? Um, well, it really depends on the wind. So if but I mean if you're if I'm saying like stock shot if you take a seven iron and you want to draw it or fade it what like what do you play number wise uh, maybe ten yards of difference okay. ten to fifteen because that, that's always like so you kind of have like your stock and my, your fade your stock or you kind of ballpark it like, yeah like say um, your seven iron goes what one seventy one seventy five you might be able to draw it closer to one eighty or fade it closer to one sixty five right yeah that makes sense yep. um what what's your uh, What's your most reliable club in the bag? <laughs> you'll, be such- sur- you'll be surprised to hear it, but right now this year, after only a handful of rounds, is my putter. <laughs> that has never been the case. 
this year the putter has saved me so so many times it's incredible um but typically my wedges are pretty solid um typically my driver is pretty solid but this year has been terrible i gotta work at it i don't know what it is um yeah i would say wedges probably um trying to flight the golf ball I was going to say wedges from like just all over wedges, not just chipping, but like actual from the fairway, full swing, yeah, half so, swings. So I'm comfortable full swing. I don't ever take a full swing wedge actually. So like if I have a hundred yards, it's a nice, just over three quarter sand wedge. Okay. My, my sand wedge is 54 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a nice three quarter gap wedge, which is 50 degrees, 115 to 120. That's about right. I, yeah. I, uh, so one of the things I was working on, like if I, so I was trying to put practice my wedges. Of course I was talking to Ed and Ed's talking about like low high. I'm like, yeah. okay, I don't have, I don't have all the, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to hit like distances on one trajectory because yep. I'm just as basic as I can do it. But, um, the whole idea was if I can get, I was trying to get used to just yardages with certain clubs, like knowing like I'm going to kind of like the clock system, like I'm going to kind of swing. Mm-hmm ballpark somewhere and then try to get a wedge and i found out my 50 and now this is this is what i call like almost like the tiger woods like that straight back straight through but like no extra speed it's just back through and just whatever just let like the loft of the club dictate and the swing length um my 50 is a ballpark about a hundred yards um gap wedge if i if i go like straight back to about three quarters and just yeah but a smooth like i'm not there's no like hip turn there's no really aggressive motion through the ball mm-hmm. if i want it then i have like my full gap wedge which is just like i would swing an iron i can get it's about 125 yeah so, so do you do you find so i i mean we're older when we were kids we could hit as the ball as hard as we want it just went as far as it did do you find now that the harder you swing, particularly with a wedge, the more spin you put on it, and they tend to float, making them go less as far. That's why I don't take full swing wedges. No. Um, more spin. Uh, I don't know. See, this is the... Because the more spin you put on the ball, the higher it'll go. Yep. And when it gets to a certain RPMs, it just floats up, and it'll fall straight down. I, I, I've never had a... I'll be honest. My wedges have never... From a distance-wise, I'm pretty good. So if you're like, okay, you got to hit my sandwich on a, like a full sandwich. And I know a lot of people, like you said, like don't take full swings. But if I took a sandwich and swung it like I was going to swing a pitching wedge or a nine iron or whatever, it goes about 115. And it's pretty close to 115, give or take a few yards, depending on just how I hit it. Yeah. Um, I find that the, the, the pitch that I was just saying... I typically have a higher ball flight, you know, it's just coming back and going through, but I find that that promotes almost more spin. Cause I feel like I just like turn and clip it better. And then if I take a full swing, but last year was the first year in my career ever that I've actually was able to put, um, backspin on most of my wedges. Really? And I was, uh, I mean, I'm not, not like a pro, not like throwing it out and rolling it back every single time. But like, I would say Majority of the time that I hit a wedge, even if it went forward, it would come back. Like I had a, 
I had two shots last year. My hole in one that I had last year, I spun back. On um, that was with a gap wedge, and I, my pitch mark was probably me to you past the hole, like on the right. It went basically hit and zip. Um, it was it, it was a decent. It was a you know probably I would say four to five feet past the hole off to the right. Where's Jim Nance when you need him? I know I couldn't <laughs> see the, the ball went in. I couldn't see it because it was tucked behind the bunker on nine. Um, but um, on number sixteen at North Country last year. I hit the ball, pin high, middle of the green. It spun back off the front of the green onto the fringe. I can see that. And then I made a thirty foot putt for the <laughs> for the birdie. But it, it was weird, like because you, I mean, grew up so many years of just like never hitting the ball first. And I'm just basically it's just staying more centered on the ball and not right. getting. I mean, as a kid, you're just like trying to put everything you can into yeah. it, and you're all over the place. Yeah. Which makes me wonder how back then I was able. I mean, you're the same way. Like we just like swung out of our shoes to hit a golf ball, but I think we just played so much that just our hand-eye coordination had gotten so good. <laughs> like our, like I just know for myself, like my, if I was to watch myself back then, I had some good technique. But even now, would look at it and be like, oh, like meaning if I could do the technique I had now, but play as much as I did back then, I'd be way better. Right, I'd smoke myself. But yep. when you when you're playing five days a week back then, it's like all all your bad habits are aren't as magnified as right. My good habits are. <laughs> Right. Any good habits I would have now, but um, yeah. so, are you playing any tournament golf this year? Yes, uh, there potentially will be a remake of the Corona at uh, North Country. Actually, next month, I believe uh, it's to be determined still. Uh, so I'll play that. Um, I will play the Club Championship, Tupper Lake Open, Craigwood Open, and I'd like to look into the Whiteface Open. Never played that one, but that sounds like, like a good Placid? one. Yeah, um, is that stroke play? It is. Um, actually, question for you because I, I I actually playing Tupper Lake this year. Tupper Lake is great. The only time I've ever played Tupper Lake was with you. So, do you remember that? I, I don't remember anything about this course. I, I remember <laughs> two things on the. I remember, no, no, I lied. I remember three things on this course. I remember that the practice green was on the right side and was very slopey. I believe, like on the right, just past the clubhouse on the right. I don't remember what the clubhouse looked like. I remember that, I, I want to say, it wasn't number one. It might have been nine, 9, 10, 11, something like that. I remember, I think you told me, don't hit as far as the yardage, because it doesn't play that long. Take two clubs less. And it was a par five, I think? Yep, number 11. It was 11, okay, and it goes away from the clubhouse? Yep. Or kind of? I remember getting up, I took a, probably driver, you know, here we are, probably... What, 17, 18? We're probably 17, 18 years old, 19. When we were there? Yeah. No, God, no. I was going to the tournament at that point, so. We were in high school? No, we were well out of high school. Um, God, I don't remember anything about the scores. It, it wasn't that long ago. It, you know, maybe five years ago? No. It was not five God. years ago, Steve. Swear to God. No, it was. There's no way. Inside of 10, then. What are we now, 30? There's no way. I'm telling you. So we went up there when you were, what, out of college? Yeah, I was playing the tournament. It had to be, I'm going to say, less than eight. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I know me. for a fact it wasn't less than eight. I know it was. No. The reason, no, the reason I remember this, I'm just going by my time with my wife. This is not my wife's fault, but since I've been with her, I have not played a lot of golf. So like, I know eight years would have been. It would have been well before that. My guess is it might have been 2010, 11, somewhere in that range. I wasn't going to the tournament then, though. 
when I, I I don't know if we were you playing in the tournament or we just that's go play? the only time I ever go up there and I would not have known that golf course if I didn't go. God, I don't remember. Like this, this course. It was just a road trip. Was it a practice round for me to go play the tournament? I have no clue. I, I almost feel like we went up and played the tournament, and then you had to go. Like you were playing in it later in the year, and we went up and played it just to practice. But yeah. but again, I remember you vividly telling me on that hole, "Don't hit it as far." So you must have played the course before. Yeah. And I end up hitting two great shots. I could have, would have been great if I would just flub one. I hit two great shots and of course flew the green into the woods, even though it was, I, yardage was saying like, whatever it was back then, 230 or something. And it probably yeah. played like 190. Right. Threw it in the woods. And I remember the, the, then coming back was a par three up the hill. Yep. And I think we both hit the green and we and probably. The spin off the front. Yeah. I walked away with like a triple. And I remember like hitting a good shot off the green, and I think I chipped like two or three times up on the green and kept yeah. rolling back to my feet. Yeah. So that's it's so it's it's mountain golf. What you see is not what you get, unfortunately. Was number eleven that was the one? Yep. Was, was the par three right after that though? Twelve. Yep. Oh, there it is. That little devil. Yeah, you <laughs> go up and then the trees are in the back. Yeah, actually, you know what? You know what's cool if you go on Google. Maps. They have this little. Uh, where's the tool? Not layers. You can actually go up and measure stuff on here. If I can figure out where they. Oh no, it's uh, Google Earth that does. And you can measure out golf courses. Have you ever tried that? I have not. So if you go on Google here, I'll show you real quick. But if, um, yeah. So there's the Tupper Lake. Yeah, because I remember. I remember eleven. I remember twelve. I don't remember anything else about the course. But what's your thoughts on the course? I like it. It's always in great shape. Um. It's very difficult. You got to keep your ball in play. It's not long. Uh, greens are very difficult in that it is on the side of a mountain. So what you see is not what you get. You got to realize where you are on the mountain and relative to the lake. Um, so everything just truly breaks down that way? Yeah. Whether it looks like it or it doesn't. Like there's one hole number five. It's a par three. You could swear that the front of the green runs to the middle, but it doesn't. By looking at it, you would say that goes front to back, and it definitely does not. So this here. So Google Earth. So what's the course? Uh, let's just do this. I'll, I'll do an easy one. I'll just do North Country. So if you ever type, so this is this is the greatest thing. So you flip it around. So Google Google just type in Google Earth on. Uh, Google naturally, and it comes up to this. And the cool thing is, it's like so. It's a satellite image. Sorry, see, I'm gonna s switch this around real quick. This actually looks way better than it did last year. I feel like they updated this. Maybe they have. Um, so what you can shit, what you can do is you can go. Okay, so there's your course. So the crazy thing is, so where are we right now? Clubhouse is right there. This is, oh, wait, where? Are, 18 greens right in the middle. Oh, here's one. Okay. I, like, I'm off, like, slightly, and I can't see a, a darn thing. Um, so, right here. Distance. Change your distance to yards. Okay. All right. Let's make things happen. So, you can tee off from anywhere. So, like, this is a great cheat if you ever want to scout courses. Just for, like, what you want to play. 
I mean, I say that. I suck. So do what you do. keep doing, Steve. But so <laughs> you click in the middle here, wherever. So then, you know, like to the water, it's 290. Like you can get the whole green, 290. But like, okay. So what I, what I was, I did before, if I don't know the course. So if they're like, okay, if I hit down, my driver is going to go too far or whatever. I don't know. You can pick a club. But the benefit is like, so, whoops. So if you wanted to, um, yeah, I got to get used to playing this. So like if you said, how far is the center of the green? And then you want to kind of have a ballpark of what you want to hit into that green. You know, you can obviously, you know, fluctuate it. But then say it's like here. And then, you know, like coming back, obviously, like I said, I know there's a way to do it where you don't have all the lines. But if you knew, like you could start measuring stuff off like that. So if you don't know like the course and it's, because what I found is that a lot of times, because we're looking at the full yardage, like you don't really, now obviously you have like a, you know, with all the GPS stuff they have nowadays, it makes it easier. But. Well, I have a laser, so that. I, but does, I, but the laser doesn't help you on that, right? I mean, unless there's a tree that I can hit somewhere down there, no. So, uh, so like, so my thing is if you go, like, I don't know, this is 18. Like, is that the far, no, the far back T-box is here. That one's not existent anymore. This one? Oh, this one isn't? No. They don't play that one? No. Oh, that's too bad. That was a cool view. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I mean, it was a hard course, but it was a cool <laughs> view. But if you take like that, and you're like, okay, so that tree is only 250, you know what I mean? So Or whatever, you know, you're like 18. So, I mean, you kind of have a ballpark where you're going to hit it, but like, if you know, like, hey, I don't want to hit, you know. So it's like, okay, I'm going to hit a 230 to the top of the hill. Because the, pro- the problem is for most of us, it's like we will end up taking like, a driver and bashing it down there where that leaves you what a pitching wedge so like in theory you could get up and hit like a, a hybrid or a five wood or something and then hit a pitching wedge in where you think i hit a driver it's with like a lob wedge or sand wedge or whatever it depends how you play the course so i'm right. saying like this would take all your trouble out of play just by playing it short and playing it in yeah this is addicting so like i, I used to go through a bunch of courses so google earth and then there's a little ruler tool just put it in the yardage and you can do anything uh, that's going to come in very handy. So you know what else? You, you sit there and you do the whistle of the green too. I mean, I know it sounds like, but it, you can be like, okay, no, like obviously you can see greens, but if you're far enough back, like, you know, when you hit a green and you have, you're kind of like a little bit blind, you know, there's like a green up, like maybe the left. Right. And like, well, how much room do I have past that bunker to the green? Like when you can, you can literally do it. You can just be like, oh, if you fly that bunker, you have 10 yards until you'd be in trouble or, you know, whatever, whatever you're looking at, but it's fun. It's yeah, addicting. That would, that boy. Man, like you can spend hours on this yeah. <laughs> because like it's, well, it might even be quicker. I don't know. There's a quicker way than drawing all the lines, but I just found like every time you play it and you can zoom, I mean, it's, it's a satellite image. So you can literally zoom all the way down to like the smallest thing, but I don't know. I just, I just find it's a good tool because it's more for the approach shots in my opinion. Cause if you're, if you know like roughly how far you want to hit it, then you just reverse engineer your way back from the green and say like, okay, I know, again, I can take a, for me, if I can take a hybrid of my two iron and drive it down, you know, 230, 240, and that's right. going to leave me a pitching wedge versus hitting a driver to try to hit a sandwich. Like I'll just right. hit a pitching wedge in. Yeah, for absolutely. For the most part, you know. Now, does it, is there any way on there to tell like depressions? Um, so like we, if you're going to play Lake Placid Mountain Course. Like up and down? Yeah. They're probably, I, I there most likely is. I think there is actually. Um, I think you can do something. I think if you. 
There, there is. I don't know how to do it right the second, but um, like starting point. Yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna do it right now. But yes, I think the answer is yes on that. Is that so? If you wanted to play like something's going downhill, mm-hmm. you could tell. Like that one, on, the one I just said on top of the lake is straight uphill. Right. So like 130 is not playing 130. Right. But I think this is a cool tool, and I actually got it from. So I get is it Golf Logic? Mm-hmm. It's on my phone. Yep. So when I play, like I go to the course, and then I can sit there and like, if you move it. This gets longer and shorter, so then you can know, okay, I want to have, you know, 230 out will give me this. So 240 out will give me that. And it gives you just very quickly what you're hitting. And it's really accurate. But before knowing that that existed, this was last year. Because, of course, I've been out of golf. Technology is like, advanced way more than the last 15 <laughs> years. So I was figuring out, like, how do you come up with, like, a yardage book? And then this is what people do. is They'll, they'll print books out and literally, like, edit and make actual yardage copies obviously that's tedious but um i don't know i think i think it's worth doing like absolutely so i would just be... google earth it and it's amazing yeah because i've done like like i've gone to like augusta national i'm like let me just try augusta national and you can see like how far and it's <laughs> legit it's like i think it's within a couple feet at tops like it's it's almost it's it's not like you go there and be like 170 it's really 180 it's like right. no no maybe yeah. like 170.5 right so, especially it depends how much you want to zoom in. Right. Yeah, that'll be very handy. I, don't, I mean, it, it doesn't really help. So this is the other thing too. Like I can, I can sit there and try to course manage my way around the course, and then I still will like chunk chunk an iron, and then all of a sudden it's like. But I, I do think if you're a better player, and this is the thing that I'm realizing more that I didn't when I was a kid, was like playing to yardages, like. You hear about course management, but back then it was like, take an iron off the tee. And that was it. Like, don't hit a driver, just hit an iron. Like, well, what's okay? You know, but if you didn't know what you were actually hitting too, or you weren't, like, I never hit a ball to realize what my next distance was. I just would hit an iron because it was narrow, but I didn't realize that left me 230 out. I'm like, well, then I need more than that. Right. So I think there's, like, obviously when you go play like Adirondack, like that's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Like you, there's not many drivers going on there. I mean, how many drivers do you think of Adirondack realistically? Uh, one, two. Uh, you would hit off one driver? I usually do. Gets me yeah. down to like 50 yards. It's just a little pitch to a green that slopes towards us. That's not too bad. I, I was actually thinking four, maybe five, because five is to me is a three-shot par, four, or par, three shot par five. So one, I, I had... Typically, when I'm at Adirondack, I'm playing a scramble, so that doesn't help mm. anything. No, take scramble out. You're playing your own ball. Yeah, scramble, I'm going to drive every hole. I mean, that's, that's like... That's, so that's... Um, I don't know. I would probably hit a hybrid or a three-wood on two, just trying to shape it around the corner. Yep. Three, four... Four is driver all day long. Yeah. It's wide open down the gut. Yep. Five... I'm thinking five, you could hit hybrid know. or three-wood or long iron. It, it, it's yeah. When you go on this and look at it, like I guarantee you, it'll be like, I could hit. You could probably hit five iron, eight iron, and have a wedge in your hand. You know what I mean? Like realistically, right? And yeah, um, six and seven, no, no. You wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't have to. You could if you wanted to, but right? Seven, you couldn't. Seven would be tight. Um, eight, yes. Eight, par five, right? No. Adirondack? Eight's part three. 
What am I thinking about? Four and five are par fives. You may be number nine if you wanted to carry it, but even that, like I've hit, I think last year I hit a hybrid off that tee and it would leave me like 180 yards in. So it's a long, I mean, you hit like a 600 into the green, but. Why am I so lost? Adirondack? Yeah. <laughs> so number four and five, you have the back deck par fives. Yep. Number six, you go around the bend and you come up and it's, you have the left bunker. That's probably like okay, 230 yep. out, maybe yep. 220 out. Number seven has the pond on the right. Okay. Number eight has the pond on the right again, because you're coming back the opposite way. Right. And number nine is... I know nine. Yeah, nine's tough. Nine. See, nine, I don't, I don't know. I've always just hit a long iron off to the left. Right. Or a, a, like a, a hybrid or something. Right. So I've tried hitting driver over that over that ditch but i've never hit it well enough to know that if i can actually do it well you also have a tree on the right side so like you have a severe the hard part with that course is if you play it off to the left you're most likely going to have a seven eight or sorry uh, a seven a six or a five iron i'd say seven or six into a green that kind of slow like it's has a bunker has a bunker it's slopey it's like it's not very wide right it's deep but it's not wide and that's a tough one to hit. Yep. 10 and 11, you don't have to hit a driver. Nope. 12, you don't have to hit a driver. Nope. 13. Yeah. I mean, 15 maybe, but you don't even have to hit a driver there. I mean, have a shorter club in. You had a driver, you get down to like a pitching wedge or a sand, right? Nine iron? Yeah. 16. If you want to go in two, you hit driver. But again, if you're hit, playing for three strokes, you don't have to. Yeah. And it's tight. I don't. I've hit good driver there, and you still have, like, what, 200, 210 yards, 210? Last year, I got there in two. I was pumped. I smoked a drive. I was playing with uh, Dave Passano. I crushed my drive. Dave drove it past me. <laughs> I got over the green and hit the bunker, the back bunker. Dave put it to 15 feet. <laughs> I got up, missed my putt. No, they birdie? I think I birdie. I think I got up and down, and Dave ended up draining an eagle putt. So, different game. He, well, yeah. He's, he's way better than I am. But um, He's just natural, right? Because he doesn't play a lot. So, no. North member of North Country now. I know. Dave's great. I'm ready. I, wanna, I don't think he really remembers me from the Masters North oh, at all. But you, have you played with him before? I've never played with him. Oh, Dave's great. I don't see the thing is I don't know Dave from golf. I know Dave like I met him like through the gym like, years <laughs> yep. ago. Um, super like great dude, but he goes out, shows up. I don't know if, was, if he played much. Like <laughs> he pulls up, he's got this old bag with his name still on it. Love it. And he comes up, he pulls out his clubs. He ends up telling me that the clubs he got were just given to him by a guy because he didn't have any clubs when he was training, like coaching this guy. Gave him clubs, but they were. Uh, not fitted for him. They're like secondhand clubs. And he went out and shot par at Adirondack. That's nuts. And, and in typical Dave fashion. And I was like, I, which was, I mean, he's just good. He's very natural. Swings great. He hit five, probably five or six drivers the entire day just because he wanted to. And every single one, I would guess, was easily 275 down the middle. No, number four, he had nine iron into the green and two. He went driver nine iron. Mrs. Birdie, Mrs. Mrs. Eagle tapped in Birdie. It was just like, just 
He missed. I like. He, he was just very good. Like he yeah. hit a lot of greens in the fairway. He had one bad hole, and he hit like. I think it was like thirteen. He had a bad, like kind of pulled it into the left, knocked down a tree, came down and hooked it around down in front of the green, chipped up and down for par. And I was like, I mean, again, for people that don't play a lot, like the feel and stuff, but he's right. still, he just hit a ball really well. He's good. He's, he's a yeah. very natural player. Natural. We played a lot as a kid. But he's him very, and him and Jeff Marsden doesn't play at all, and he can go out there and do the same thing. That's what Ed said. Yeah, I, I I've never, I mean, I've never seen Jeff play, but. I mean, you see him always on the leaderboard at Masters North. Yeah. He's, he lives in Chazy, right? Yep. He works at Drew Poultry. Yeah. He's like, one of the foremen. Did he play? What did he do for golf before that? He played college golf at Plattsburgh when they had a team. Which they disbanded, what, two, three <laughs> years before we went to college? Right. Because I, I was like pumped. I'm, that, I'm, like, I'm not going to play. I said, I'll play golf in college. That, that would have been awesome. I think. So Ryan Lee tried out for the golf. Have you ever heard Ryan Lee's story about the golf team? I have not. So Ryan Lee, um, friend of the podcast, good, 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 all around good dude. He he told me that he went and tried out for the. I might have the numbers wrong slightly, but you'll get the you'll get the gist. Tried out for the St. Lawrence golf team. Now Ryan's a good golfer, like yep. and uh, goes out and shoots like you had. I think that I think you had to break a certain number. To make the team. Like that was tryouts. Like just got to break a number. He gets out and like butchers the first nine. Like 47. <laughs> I think he said he shot a 36 in the back nine. Missed the cut by one. They didn't let him make the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on his back nine. So I'm like, to me, I've had a kid that came up and had a 47 and had like a 36 or whatever the, whatever the numbers might have been. I've been like, I'm, maybe it was had to break, had to break 90 or mm. 80. Whatever it was. And he missed it by one. But he had like, I think he shot par on the back nine, but they wouldn't let him on the golf team because he completely exploded on the first nine, which is like wild to think about. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm surprised a team like that has like a one day tryout. That, uh, you'd have to get Ryan's like f- full account, yeah. firsthand account. I mean, this, is, this is like a big fish story, but I just know that he ended up shooting really bad on the front, shot almost, I think it was par on the back nine and missed like... Whatever they had to get, he he hit. They had to break like say, break ninety. He yeah. shot ninety. Like it was one of those deals. But he had, like, had he like I don't even know. Like, who knows? But I've played with Ryan quite a bit to know. Like when Ryan's like trying to play good golf, he can play really good golf. Yep. Like when he's concentrating. So. Oh, I witnessed it firsthand. Oh yeah, he he, he bushwhacked <laughs> me in that pretty good. Um, yeah, wild. So, um, Steve, before we wrap this up, um. Tournament, who is your pick? Who is your... We, we've thrown names out. We've got to get back to the golf. Who's your uh, Who's your top pick? Who do you think is going to win? Who's your dark horse? Uh, top pick. I got to go with Jordan Spieth. All right. He's playing very good lately. T2 last week. He's due. He's odd because he's he's a great golfer. But I also find that he's he's got a little bit of like Patrick Antley in him. He's kind of boring, but then he's also got like some fieriness to him. He's a very odd player. He's great. Yeah. Very good, but okay. And Dark Horse. Dark Horse. I don't even know who's in the field in the middle. Want me to pull up the PGA odds again? Yeah. Who, who do you want? Like someone that's... 
What, what what's our rule for a dark horse? Like outside the top twenty rank, maybe. Uh, 25, 25 or 30. Okay, I'm going to stop with, uh, let's, I don't know, I'm just picking a number. Billy Horschel. Okay, so anybody, top two players, Billy Horschel and Max Homa, just for the purpose of this, are plus 5,000. So we're going to go anybody outside of that. So we might, maybe this is around the 20th person, ballpark. So your top ones ranked, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Tony Finau. And then you starts going in. But you have like Corey Connors in there. You have Sam Burns in there. You have Tyrell Hatton or Terrell Hatton, whatever. Keegan Bradley, Louie, Sergio, Tommy Fleetwood, Abraham Answer, who usually plays pretty well. Done. Which one? Tommy Fleetwood. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Dark Horse like, done. Tommy Fleetwood. I'm like, really? Well, I just, <laughs> I didn't know who was actually in the field. So um, um, I like Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, so I've heard several times that I look like, or yeah, I look like Terrell Hatton. Yeah, he's at the chin strap. <laughs> throwing, throwing clubs right lately. I have not. Um, I mean, Keegan Bradley's played pretty well. If I had to look like just at this list right now of like, I mean, Tiger's in there too. Right. <laughs> Tiger could be your dark horse. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm going to say Louie. That's your dark horse? Oostazen. Because he just he shows up for majors. He's second place last year. I think Kagan Bradley would be a decent one, too. Hmm. Oh, who's my pick, though? Um, oh, God. Part of me wants to say Colin, but I feel like Xander could do it. I'm going to say Colin. I like Colin. Colin Morkawa? Yeah, I like Colin. All right. Defending, or ex-champion, not defending champion, but the, the, the most recent champion to be playing in the field. There we'll we go. There we go. It's kind of like defending. So, um, Steve, any last remarks? No. Um, I think this was good. ton of golf. I love it. That's it. I, I, I warned everybody, and again, I always say, I don't know if people listen this far. Scott Couture, how you doing? I know you're. I always give Scott a shout out because I always know he's going to be. I got to get Scott on here. I told him we'd do one of these, maybe the U.S. Open. I, I do need another. That's next month, though. We'll work on that. Um, t- typically, typically, we got a couple guys that listen all the way through for golf. So, um, but golf podcast, PGA Championship preview, Stephen LeBombard. Um, who'd you say was the winner again for you? Oh, Jordan, Jordan Spieth. Spieth. And I said Colin. Yep. Those are fair. Yeah, part of me thinks I should pick Rory because he's the favorite, and I and I love Rory, but I just feel like my heart, my heart says Rory, my brain says no way. Possible though. We'll see on Sunday. We'll see on Sunday. We're teeing it up. Uh, we're not teeing it up. They're teeing it up <laughs> in three days. Tiger's playing. Tiger addresses the media tomorrow, which this will be out. So that will be today when you listen to it. Um, I think that's it. Team high, hit them long. In the quote, in the words of MH, keeping the short grass. We're out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.